I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode six of the After Show for the uh, Netflix miniseries, Hollywood. I am joined with these amazing After Buzzes. I got my boy Rob, my girl Kelsey, and my boy Gunner. We've been hanging out all day. I feel like, I feel like we have all <laughs> family. We have spent awesome. the entire day together covering this show. And uh, just like the rest of the episode, we are definitely ha- going to get into our segments. We have our special trivia segment at the end of the show that my boy Rob is going to take the lead on. But first, I want to get your overall thoughts on this episode. It was a heavy one. It was emotional. There was so much going on. Gunner, what are your thoughts on this episode? I'm not okay. I'm not okay <laughs> at all. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. That's all I have to say about it. It's just, it's not right. It ain't right. Yeah. It ain't right. I'm right there with you. Uh, Rob, what about you? What did you think of this episode? Yes, there's a lot of things that, that, that weren't right. Um, but there were some things that were right. There were some gestures made. Um, and there were some, some people we had to say goodbye to. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad. I'm sad, but I'm kind of glad that it happened because we get to be pulled into a new direction and we're left on a cliffhanger. We have no idea what the heck is going to go on. Absolutely. I mean, this show gave us everything. There was a little heartwarming moment. There was some tragedy, some redemption. Kels, what was your thoughts overall of this episode? My first thought was, good job, Kelsey. You nailed that prediction. You did, right? Um, (laughs) Then my second thought was, oh my God, what is happening? And then, yeah, we ended on such a (sighs) painful note. It it was a lot. It was a lot to take in, but I, I agree with Rob too, in the sense that there are a lot of new directions that, I mean, I don't understand how we're going to unpack this all in one final episode. It's leaving yeah. a lot for additional seasons. So I think that's kind of cool, but whew, it was a heavy, it was a heavy episode. I agree with you. It seems like there is a lot to unpack and I just, I don't see how we unpack it all in one, you know, 45, 55 minute episode. Um, So let's just jump into this one, which is entitled Meg. And it started with just burning crosses everywhere. I think we all saw this coming considering Mm -hmm. the climate, considering the backlash that we had already kind of, they had been talking about, but there were crosses burning on Avis's yard, on Camille's yard, on, um, uh, this is name, Archie and and Rock. They even had something thrown in their in their home, and there was like a little fire inside their bedroom. Um, what was what was going through your mind when that was the opening scene of this episode? We'll go ahead, go with Rob. What was your your first thought when you saw that? It it for me it changed the whole. Uh, this is one of those moments where it changed the whole genre of the show. And from if I were from a viewer from outside that weren't watching, that wasn't watching this before. This is my first episode. If I walked in the living room, I would think this was like a civil civil rights, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. show. And I think that it pulled, I think this show, it pulled at those moments and it did it great because those people that were witnessing those, those moments of racism, they never experienced that. It, with the exception right. of Archie, yeah. he's the only one to experience, but I think it was great seeing these people who never experienced this kind of stuff, experience and learn like what it felt like to be African-American in the South in these times. Yeah, even though they're here in, in Hollywood. Yes. But what were, what were you thinking, Kelsey? 
I think it kind of just set the tone for the whole episode a little bit you know it was like this is going to be a heavy one this is there's going to be a lot in this episode we all knew this was going to happen eventually and that these riots were going to start to pick up and these people were not going to turn away and they're nasty people so it was a lot it was it sucked and it was awful and I think it was cool though that we got to see Archie as well as Camille be like yeah you know what we're we're not gonna be like be afraid we're not gonna let them get to us and we're gonna keep kind of like doing our thing and they all stood behind them and they all agreed and and what about you gonna i mean a burning cross anything burning that you don't want to burn is mm-hmm. kind of traumatizing so what were you thinking when this was going on i got so worried when like even when claire first like ran in, into avis's room was like the house on fire i was like what the holy crap mm-hmm. this one's Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So south so fast and then seeing that cross i just my whole body shut down i was like it just put so much perspective in my mind and how you said rob like to know that i'll never know what that means but just to even see it happening in a real sense just shook me to the core i can't i couldn't even process the whole rest of the episode really yeah it's such a crazy thing the the one thing that i i appreciate about this scene is the simple fact that people have this assumption and this notion that when you move or if you come to LA, you come to California, that the racism of the South stays in the South. And that's not, it wasn't true in 19, the 1940s when that was going on. And it's not true here in 2020 because if I'm having a truth moment, my first time ever being, and I'm from Florida, like raised and everything. My first time ever being called the N-word wasn't in Florida where they throw the N-word around like Mm -hmm. they say hello. It was actually here in Los Angeles in Hollywood, California. So, I mean, I'm in the most, one of the most alleged progressive places Mm -hmm. ever. And that's where I, at, I think I was 29, uh, get called the N-word for the first time. So I just love the fact that they show that, yes, Mm -hmm. here in the the great place of California and in Hollywood, like, racism doesn't just stay in in the south so i thought it was great that they definitely articulated and highlighted that um Mm -hmm. surrounding this film what were you about to say rob you like you about to say i'm surprised you made it out of florida without being called the (laughs) n-word right me too i'm kidding i'm kidding florida listeners or am i no no, you're not i'm shocked i am shocked also and Um, then well i'll I'll tell you the story when we get off air yeah it even happened I was expecting my first time to be this big moment, and it wasn't. So it was even kind of a, a letdown. You're like, really? I'm like, this <laughs> is what first. I waited, and this is first. what I was nervous for. Like, come on. Oh, um, my God. So one thing that we did see is that one of the, I guess, great, what I thought was a great moment was when Ernie told all of the guys, you know what? Y'all go home. I got this. I got, I'm going to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. I got some old people that used to kind of help me because, you know, Jack already has one strike and I really want this thing to happen for you guys. So it's like, you see him kind of, <clears throat> as he already kind of took Jack under his wing, he took more of like the guidance role and like lo- really looking out for him and everybody else. So I really 
just appreciated that moment. How did that moment make you feel, Kelsey, when you saw that? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I love Ernie. He's such, I mean, he's a father figure to all of them. And you kind of saw that from the beginning. He had a few, like, I mean, and he still does have some rough edges, but he does mean well. And he mm-hmm. does want the best for all of them. And I love that. And what they ended up giving him was so beautiful and perfect and really kind of special and touching to yep. watch. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And I'm I just I'm excited to see where that goes. And Ernie's a badass. I love Ernie. Yeah, and, and we talked about on the last episode that they needed to go back and do this whole thing because they mm-hmm. needed twenty five thousand dollars to pay for the right. call that Raymond made to go ahead and, and have them do extra construction on the the H on the Hollywood sign. So what were you thinking, yeah. Rob, when that when that went on and you saw Ernie step in, were you kind of anticipating his taking this fatherly mentor role or was that kind of out of left field for you? Yeah, it was kind of out of left field for me because I didn't think mm-hmm. Ernie would just, at you know, give these guys all these, all, put in all this work to get these guys this money, you know, without a reason behind it. But mm-hmm. Ernie actually did show us a different side here. Ernie was showing us that, you know, He's just doing that to put his legacy on this. And then also, um, Ernie kind of owed that to, at least to Jackie, because Jackie did some stand-up guy stuff. He did not rat on 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 Ernie whenever he got arrested. Ernie yeah, came and picked him up. Nobody else went to jail. That whole operation could have been shut down. But uh, Jackie kept his mouth shut, and I think Ernie appreciated that. And this is the way, you know, Ernie showing his love for these guys and also for the hunger and also you know, just support of their dreams while they're young. And that's, I thought that was yeah. fantastic. I think, and I think he even pointed out that he knew, he said that he knew Jack was going to be a star when he saw him. And I think he sees a lot of himself in all of these guys in their hustle, mm-hmm. like you said, for trying to make it to the top. So Gunnar, what were your thoughts on that whole uh, situation? My two biggest points, I really did see Ernie helping them out. I saw him maybe being a little harder on Jack, but just it happening, I was like, you know, I'm not really surprised. And I'm like, I'm happier even for it because you could have easily seen this go so south that this would have been such a like darker type of show. But I love the choice they went with that. I thought Ernie was for sure going into that, that trailer for other reasons when they first went <laughs> and then he drove him out. And I said, what is happening? <laughs> I'm so confused. And I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. That's wow, Ernie, you, you were going all the lengths. And then yeah. acting lessons just had my heart so yes. happy because yes. I'm here for Kincaid and she's my absolute favorite. Oh my and I just want, uh, well, let's I want just them jump to into be that in now. Life. Yeah, yeah, let's jump into that now. That was like, a whole moment watching oh. Kincaid kind of tutor, not tutor, but go over lines and just kind of like work with Ernie. And I don't know, it was just something about watching some, because, okay, so for our viewers, you guys should know this because you watched, they ended up, Make, giving Ernie a role because he got the, the $25,000 that they needed and he has just been such a great guy in this whole thing. He added some of his own personal money to the pot so that they can no. meet the budget and everything. Um, and they ended up in turn, they had a, a, a role in the in the movie in May and they went ahead and gave it to him and he's in it also. So he was having these these coaching moments with Avis, not Avis, but um, Kincaid. Okay. And I thought that was just, a beautiful moment like that was one of those it touched my heart because here are these two people that are isolated age appropriate and I feel like they need each other and they kind of like not necessarily see each other but they understand each mm-hmm. other's journey mm-hmm. and it was just ah, it was great to watch it warmed my heart Rob what did you think of all of that 
Yes, uh, one thing I, I like is that, you know, when you're working with actors, a lot of them, some of them aren't directable. <laughs> directable mm -hmm. may or may not be a word, but it's when someone is very hard to direct. <laughs> um, but Ernie was really, he, he worked really well. I mean, he took directions really well and he improved right on the spot. Um, and just the, just the, 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 the personification of cool, man, this guy, was the most swagged the, out yeah, guy, yes, even the yes. way he lights cigarettes and, and yes. like and approaches and talks and moves his whole demeanor. This is a guy that it's not really acting for him. This is this guy's been doing this for 30 years on the street. And now they're just putting it in a box and and helping it, you know, form into something else. But this mm -hmm. guy, I love everything he was doing and I love the way Kincaid teaches and gets the best out of him. I do too. It, like I said, there was so much beauty just in that moment. Ernie is the man. He is cool to the core. Like he's he's just it. What were you thinking about that Gunner and that whole situation? I just I don't even think that they needed each other. They found each other. It wasn't like they were mm -hmm. like they had each other to like to survive. It was mm -hmm. these two lost souls that like just have felt pain and kind of rejection in a sense, and even in different aspects. I like was acting with um Ernie and with Kincaid that they just found this similarity and they saw each other in one another and how easily Ernie gave up control. You could see, you know, yeah. Ernie would not have just taken direction from just about anybody, but Kincaid mm -hmm. challenges him and pushes him. And it's just, it makes me so happy. I don't know what yeah. about this relationship. Archie and Rock had my heart the whole season, but these <laughs> were taken up for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Kelsey, you want to add anything to that? Are you I just want them to, and Kincaid? Oh my God. I want them to be in love. So much. I, the, the entire time I'm like writing, I literally am writing my notes. I'm like, oh my God, I want them to be in love. Oh my gosh, I'm calling this now. I want something to happen. I don't think it will. I think that that was kind of their moment. Mm -hmm. um, but it, I mean, it, it, in that moment, they were kind of like, perfect for one another and they were kind of like in love in that moment because they needed mm. they both needed one another and Gunnar I liked your point that he just kind of like he listened and he kind of gave in and he was like okay yeah like let's do this I'm gonna take this direction so yeah. it was good it was tough I loved it. well we only have one more episode to see what happens with it but um another thing yeah. that took place that kind of it was a comical moment for me was when they were watching the I guess first draft of the movie and there's Archie uh, not Archie but uh Raymond and Henry and Harry mm -hmm. and Harry's the editor and then Henry gets up and he gives this whole big speech on why the movie needs to be redone and things that they need to take out and add and all of this stuff and Harry he's like taking his time he's you know pulling on a cigar and then he legit is like that you have given me in my 40 years the worst ideas I think I've ever heard in my life i mean the way he was, was sticking so it good. to henry was exactly how henry sticks it to everybody else so it was a joy for me to see something like that rob what <laughs> were you thinking when uh when you saw that whole moment well you gotta i, I know from like from meeting a couple editors and then like when i was in film school having classes with old school editors these old school editors they don't care man they will tell you what it is how it is okay like, like when I, I remember in film school giving my little movies to an editor, they were not nice when they told you they didn't like it or what didn't work, but they were effective. And yeah. that's what this that's what this editor was. His, the way he was effective was getting Henry the hell out of the room because he's a toxic cancer in that, organ, in that environment. <laughs> and I love, like you said, he stuck it to him and got him up out of there and Henry mm -hmm. 
saw a got a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, absolutely. Did y'all, either one of you, Kelsey, are going to have anything to add to that whole scene? Yeah, I mean, just, I agree. I've worked with uh, editors as well. And I think their main goal is to just be like, yeah, this is my job. I'm good at it. I'm here for a reason. You can get out. I'm going to do my job because, hi, this is what I'm here for. So it was just perfect. I mean, there it's, this show is paralleled so beautifully to, what actually goes mm-hmm. on in the world yeah. and listen editing is yep. not easy at all like mm-hmm. editing is something that especially in journalism you usually have to do your own editing at the yeah. beginning of your career and it is mm-hmm. the, one of the, the most worst. traumatizing things um, <laughs> yes we've all cried and that, yeah and oh, that, and like, now too many it's times. like now I feel like I don't know. I just I hate edit. I used to love it, and now it's like oh, I, I, hate it. I don't yeah. want to touch it at all. I think I'm so I think I'm still young, and I'm new at it, and it's green. So I kind of well at first it was scary, and through my career, my college career, I've had like hard professors who like drilled it into us, and now I kind of know what to do. And even though it's exhausting, mm-hmm. it's gotten more mm-hmm. fun, and I've been having to do more projects, so it's kind of still fun to me right now. So fingers crossed it stays like that. Good for you. Well, yeah. whenever I have a project, <laughs> I know who I'm calling to edit all my stuff. I'm sending it right on over to you, sir. Okay. I'll give you I'll give you a couple dollars on the side. Um, but also, Archie, another big moment in this is that Archie asked Rock to be his boyfriend. He, I mean, he got on one knee. He lit the candles. He got on one knee. Uh, I thought there was going to be like a ring or something in the box, but that was just a key. Um, I like that, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. what, what were your thoughts? Go ahead. I, I was gonna say, thing. I thought, I agree. I thought it was a ring at first. And then I was like, it was, it was even better that it was a key. I mm-hmm. really thought that was special. I mean, Archie has really, really grown and opened up throughout this whole show. And from the beginning of him, like he and Rock and he not being okay with, he's like, I'm not your boyfriend. Like, I, you don't owe me to now this was such a huge progression and it was so beautiful and you saw rock break down and cry and oh i loved it i thought that was really really special and i thought the whole um i liked that he like proposed with the key i thought that was really i was happy for them and Gunnar, what did you think about all of that because at one point remember their relationship was was so hidden and they didn't even you know there was barely any even contact at all and now it they like the scene where they throw the bottle, the flaming bottle in, they're laying in bed together. They're now spending every night together. Like, what were you thinking when he got down on one knee? To me, I guess the key is even more symbolic of the fact that, like, we don't have rights yet. We don't even, we're not even mm. a group that can even consider this. So this mm. is our next best thing. And this is the most, this is the biggest stuff I can offer you right now. And that's where it was so more. At first, I was like, why is that a ring? Like, Archie, like, just commit. I was like, that is appropriate to the times even that's appropriate to show we don't have that kind of luxury have that right but it was really important and he just he grew so much Ugh. he did he did so much growth so much maturity yeah absolutely rob what about you yeah i was surprised i i thought it was a, a proposal at first i'm like whoa right? okay Archie is moving fast yeah <laughs> um you got to live with somebody before you marry them well in some states mm-hmm. but uh, one thing, that, one thing that, that was really cool with that happening is that at the time, you know, interracial heterosexual dating was right. fun. So let right. alone inter, interracial homosexual dating, right. you know, what have you. I think that's a big, I, I think for those two to even get together, you know, and live together like that was a, 
a big bold move and yeah um it just shows you know one like you were saying uh gunner that uh how much archie is evolving like this guy went from mm -hmm. a a small town guy coming out here and just turning tricks in the theater to now he's uh working in hollywood got a script that's, that's being in production and he's dating one of the hottest young actors at the time rock hudson i mean what a come up for this man let me tell you that is, <laughs> oh, that's a fairy tale right there yeah um, <laughs> And, uh, and speaking of like, not necessarily the fairy tale, but a stand-up guy, because his fairy tale went south very quickly, uh, Jack, he, so I want to talk about two things with Jack. One, he went to see his wife um, as she had mm -hmm. the other guy's twin babies. Um, mm -hmm. He and the other guy actually even have a, have a moment in the maternity ward as they're just talking and the, I, I don't remember the guy's name, I apologize, but he was basically it's telling, what is it? Ennis. Ennis, okay. Yeah. Well, Ennis, he was, <laughs> he was kind of, uh, he was telling Jack I mean, that, you know, or that his wife had, Erwin, Erwin or Ennis, one of, I had my notes, my hand one on the Sorry, so one of those E's. <laughs> well, he was telling, he was basically telling him that his wife had, had said like, what a stand-up guy he was and she never had anything negative to say. And I think it says a lot about his character that he even came to the hospital in the For first sure. place, because a lot of guys would have been like, oh, those aren't my kids, and we get a divorce anyway? No, I'm not coming. And then we mm -hmm. fast forward, and he um, he and Claire have a moment, and they decided yeah. they're going to go to the to the premiere together. Uh, what did you think about that, Rob? Um, well, to both of those, number one, uh, um, Jack going into the hospital and seeing her after the babies, that's, that takes a lot of maturity, um, and it takes a lot of growth as a person. I would have been furious. I probably would have been acting the fool in that hospital. I wouldn't have been nice. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, he was, he was nice. And he understood that this is bigger than him. Just because you can't have the person, you may not, be, you may not have been meant for that person. And for yeah. him to have that maturity and still stand by and still recognize the wrong that he did in the matter, you know, that's that that is admirable um absolutely and as far uh the second part of that question was uh with um claire claire, claire. yeah mm -hmm. claire and jack i'd like that moment between those two i, I mm -hmm. like that because it's almost like it's not a meet cute but it's like it's kind of like a meet cute of like availability it's like oh well right. you're available yeah. oh oh so am i well why don't we go to, that's you know and life is that's what life's about those little moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I think that the whole moment at the hospital where he tells his wife, soon to be ex-wife, that uh, anything you need, I'm here for you. Like, I'm not there yet. The maturity level. <laughs> I'm not there. Never believe no. it. Kelsey, Kelsey um, <laughs> I don't even know how to even phrase this as a question, but what are your thoughts? <laughs> I I mean I just think that we're seeing so much growth in all of these characters like in Jack in that in moment short time. yeah mm -hmm. and also Claire in the next moment like she simmered down a lot too I mean from the beginning when she was trying to be like all like up on Jack let's rehearse the makeout scene let's do this let's do that to her kind of being like almost more coy and asking him hey do you want to go with me to the premiere you know I think all of these characters are developing so much and stand up. I'm like, it was stand up for all of them. Like good on you, yeah. Jack. I, that was really cool. And then I thought the moment between he and Claire was also really awesome.
Yeah, and, and just to touch on that a little bit more, you know, I kept telling y'all, I really, I, I can say I was mm. wrong about her. My, I was giving her a major side eye, but she's the character that I feel like has had a lot of, like, not the most, but just a tremendous amount of growth that I actually appreciate considering that I thought she was going to be such a seedy, evil, vindictive character. And she, she proved you out. wrong. She proved <laughs> me wrong. And I'm sitting here eating my humble pie. Gunnar, what did you think about that? I'm so happy you were wrong because I <laughs> love, like, I, I don't know what it was. At first I just thought oh, she's going to be the mean girl. She's going to like pull some underhand right. to get Camille out of the job. Like, Pull, like yes. I also thought she'd be a super racist type of character, but she was really, mm-hmm. she just like she had a dream, and she like her parents like really just didn't support her, and she kept going for it, and then her and Jack's like relationship, well, it went from kind of seductive and like risky mm-hmm. to actual mm-hmm. friendship yep. to then more intimate, and I loved that growth of it, and I gotta agree, I don't think I could ever be at Jack's charity level. I I don't mm-hmm. think so. If Maybe if they were my kids and she cheated on me, maybe it's not like if it was some way to tie me to that relationship still, but like it's not your kids and that's not like a family member mm-hmm. or a close friend, like there's nothing tying to it. I would have been like, all right, bye. I'll go deal with this on my own over here. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, like I said, I don't think I will ever get there. Um, and I don't even think I'm trying to get there, actually, if I'm being honest. Um, but then also <laughs> something else that, that, so I did get this prediction right. Ace ends up coming home, um, and you guys know Ace is the head of the viewers. Ace is the head of the studio, uh, and when he comes back, automatically, he kind of sends um, Avis back to the kitchen, and mm-hmm. he sends her home to make his food, and she ultimately decides that, you know, I'm not, I've had a taste of actually mm-hmm. having some power. Yes, I've had a taste of actually people giving me and showing me respect, and I actually did a damn good job. And I'm not going back to just being at the in the kitchen. Like, you can only do half of your job. You can only, like, actually be here half the time because of doctor's orders. So I need to be co-chair. And she puts her foot down. To my surprise, though, I didn't see this part coming. But Ace actually is like, okay. And he I makes know. her co-chair. And then they go on and have this amazing romance that they haven't had in ages. Mm-hmm. only for him to die in the end what were you th- what are your thoughts on that uh rob well first off i have a couple of aunts back home that if they would have been told to go home and make dinner after they'd been working while this while this man was in a coma it wouldn't have ended that way oh yeah it would have been furniture moving every female okay. in my <laughs> i just can't imagine that when, even no. watching i was like is he serious okay i want to see how this is gonna go is she gonna yeah. kill him when he gets home or something but i just um, knew he was she was gonna poison him that's what i thought yeah happen. poison or yeah. i don't know slap him in private or something like that yeah um but uh, the, the the good thing that I, I like is that you know she stood up for herself and like like she was saying pre in previous episodes for years, you know, she's meant nothing. She's had no value to him. And now she, whenever he, you know, he's back from the coma and he realizes her value. He realizes that this is the right woman he married years ago. And she stood up and uh, stood up to the challenge and succeeded and got a movie done. And I'm glad that she was firm in her position and didn't take anything less than what she wanted. And I'm glad they had that that last good night together yeah. uh, before he before he passed because once remember all we've seen with this family is a toxic relationship between all three uh, members of it and now we finally see a sweet you know sweet family and it was short lived but at least we get to see it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Kelsey, what do you think about that? It was very short-lived and it was bittersweet because you see Claire being loving towards the mom. Mom is being loving back. And now mom is getting her groove back with her husband. It's like almost like, oh, I got my man back. And we are we're starting over from scratch. I know. Well, before I answer that, I, really, I have to give a quick shout out to Jeff Williams, who in our chat said, great panel, got to catch up ASAP. Hey, Yay. So Yay. Up. thank you, Jeff. We appreciate you. Catch up for sure. Um, and tell her to answer that. Yeah, it was it was hard to watch, but it also was kind of beautiful to watch. It, I mm -hmm. mean, it's happy that it ended on a positive note and that kind of went out that way. And that Ace did back down and that Avis was able to stand her ground and say what she had to say and kind of stand up for herself and everything she's done. And I thought that was really a special, cool moment. And I think that she, and, or like, yeah, she and Claire's relationship is always going to be strong now and it's going to be stronger with the mm -hmm. passing of Ace. Um, we're sad to see it end that yeah. way, but also it was kind of a nice, Nice yeah. outing or nice. And party. Gunner, what what were you thinking? Did you anticipate or did you see that coming where Ace, you know, passes away so abruptly? Because I thought he was like on the mend and you know, we're gonna see him to the end of the at least to the last episode. What were you thinking? See for me, I I mean I I guess I guess all four of us were right and wrong with our predictions. I didn't <laughs> think Ace was back. I thought he was done for the season. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for did. me when I saw it and then he woke up and just like revelation like i am mr happy and woke and i was kind of just like kind of almost unrealistic but then the passing kind of made sense it was kind of a let's take it in the last few moments nice i want to go out on a good note and that was right for him and he gave his wife and his daughter and just everyone the, like, the right thing to do so the passing made sense it hurt i was just like oh avis Okay, yeah. I like felt so bad for them, but kind of it was like a parting gift. It's like, here is my kingdom, here is my blessing. Go do what I couldn't, go do what you right. need to do. Right. And it was almost so one thing I'm gonna because you know we kind of bounce around. I'm gonna go back a little bit. Um, one thing I felt like it was also he came back, gave his stamp of approval because he liked what she did yeah. he said that you i wouldn't have done it this way and maybe mm -hmm. that's the whole point is that you oh. did something that i wouldn't have dared to have done and it was mm -hmm. almost like he gave his stamp of approval before he went ahead and passed on so it's like they mended a whole bunch of stuff right yes. before he, he passed mm -hmm. away but one of the things that i want to come back to and rob i want your opinion on this is when um ace is having a conversation with uh, dick and and richard is basically telling him you know I have been here this entire time of you. You've pretty much ignored a lot of my thoughts, a lot of the opinions that I've had on things you've ignored. And I'm telling you, if you don't produce this film, I'm walking out of here and, and I'm going to reporters mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell it all. Yes. And so it's like, you know, you may go bankrupt if this, um, if you put this picture out, it's possible, but I'm letting you know, if you don't put this picture out, I am coming for blood and I'm mm -hmm. coming after you. So Dick really, and he came out of the closet. He stood up for himself in this big moment. What What were you thinking? Were you like, yes, yes, yes? Like, what was going through your mind when all of that? Yeah, I'm proud. I'm I'm very proud of uh, Mr. Samuels for growing a backbone to stand up not only to uh, Ace, but to stand up to the world. You know, and and yeah. mm -hmm. and say it 
in front of an audience that he's gay, you know, and that yeah. that's good. It kind of reminds me of the episode of Big Mouth, uh, whatever he says, look at you walking in rooms and declaring yes. things. Like yes. that, that yeah. that's what was needed. And yeah. also, you know, this also shows how much passion that Mr. Samuels has for the company. This guy's put yep. his you know, blood, sweat, and tears. He sacrificed his social life, his love life, you know, to for the company. And I'm glad he stood up and mm -hmm. showed uh, Ace what he was dealing with, what he would accept and what he wouldn't accept. Yeah, absolutely. Kelsey, what do you think about that? What do you think about the way Ace kind of came, not Ace, but um, Vic. Vic, uh, thank you, came out of the closet to Ace and to the world. Oh, I loved it. I thought that that was going to happen this episode. I want to know. I'm hoping we get to find out who he's in who love the guy with. Is in I wonder yes. if it's the guy from the bar. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. It was really, I, I mean, I was proud of him. I was proud. He just kind of is now living his true self. And I think that that's really powerful. And I'm happy that he's finally did it. And I'm happy that he said it to Ace before Ace passed away as well. I think right. that that is something really special and was really powerful for him to be yeah, able and to I, and go inside. I love the basically watching him grow from being so closed off and basically mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life to then just in one episode, finding love to the point where he has to scream at mountaintops or in this place, the cafeteria. Yeah. Gunner, um, were you cheering for, for Dick as he was doing this? What were you thinking? Were you caught off guard? Like, like Kelsey said, just his true self is so powerful. And I like the fact that, well, let me backtrack a bit to, a, to um, yeah, Ace, um, defending uh, Dick with the lawyer. And mm. I kind of like that line about like, he has women fawning over him, kind of even making that reference probably yeah. Kincaid and other women. And not even the sense even like bash um, like the gay community, but just simply, like, oh, don't try to like think you know him, make assumptions. I'm gonna offend my one of my closest like colleagues. I really respect mm -hmm. him. And then mm -hmm. Dick saying like, oh, they want to call me this awful word. Well, guess what? I am, and I don't care. And it was just so empowering to that. Yeah. So it was really respectful and shouting for the rooftops, like you said, perfectly said. Yeah, and I feel like that love. If anything will make you do it, you fall in love, and whatever secrets you have, they will definitely start to come out because you cannot contain it. Not if you really are in love. So, with that said, I'm gonna come back to one more scene. You know, I always gotta save a little something for the end. So let's go ahead and get into our special segment. Let's see how this trivia is gonna play out, Rob. It's all on you. Rob, <laughs> give okay. it to us. So we're back for the sixth installment of the After Buzz TV True Hollywood Stories trivia game. Uh, we will be coming in with three questions for those of you, if this is your first time, hopefully it's not. We always, at, we always do this trivia game and it's on a point system. And at the end of the season, we will tally up to see who has the most points. Okay, so without any further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and hop on into it. So, this one, this point, uh, this question is worth two points. Once again, if you have the answer, uh, say your name and that will be your buzzing. Okay. So the character, Henrietta Costello, the wife of Jackie Costello, is portrayed by the daughter of which famous writer, producer, director? Okay. <laughs> okay. Writer, okay. Chat, producer. chat. Does the we'll chat have, have any answers? No. I have, I have Come on, you guys. Okay, I have a hint okay. too. Okay, so he is the director of Superbad. Oh, I should know this. 
I should know, I know, I should know that. Too. And knocked up. Oh, I know I should know. The, oh my gosh. I don't know who it is. Can you give us his first name? <laughs> okay. His first name is Judd. I knew it was oh, super oh, cool. Judd Hurd? Oh. Oh. No. Your no, name no, is no. a buzzer. Tyler. Oh, Tyler. No. What? What? No. Next. Oh, damn. <laughs> Wait, do I ask you to say his name? You say your name first. Kelsey? Okay, now his name. Shut up, <laughs> You got it. Yeah! Cool. I, so love it. I love Kelsey. to say your name first. Kelsey? Like, <laughs> I just, because it's so funny. Like, I'm just like, like, <laughs> like, who's the director? Kelsey. <laughs> right. Good job, Kelsey. Okay. Thank you. So next, married, I love his marriage, too. Wonderful next, marriage. Next question <laughs> is worth one point. And... It's worth one point because everybody should know this. Okay. Everybody should know this. Which famous actor later became governor of California and then president Kelsey. of Kelsey. Kelsey, you said your name. Darn it. Governor of California. Well, shit, I should let you finish. Oh. Shoot. Gunner. Um, I'm just going to guess it's Arnold. That was my first guess, but I think that's uh, wrong. That's wrong. Gunner, yeah. go ahead. Oh, Tyler, Tyler. Well, no, Gunner said his name first. No, what in the second thing, but also that I don't have an answer. I know who it is. Okay, Ronald Reagan. You got it. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I forgot he was. If you would have let me finish, Kanye, I could have told you that the president. Okay, and so the third and final question, which I will be impressed if any of you guys get this, and I'm going to give you a couple hints. I'm going to give you a couple hints so you should be able to get this. Okay, so. Which Oscar award-winning, excuse me, Oscar-winning actor, famous for his role in film noirs, fought in World War One? I'll give you a hint. Casablanca. Oh. Come on, guys. We're doing a show on, about old Hollywood here. You should hold know on. This. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll ask I the question this. again for the chat while you guys can think about it. Um, for the chat, which Oscar-winning actor, famous for film noir, fought in World War One? And the hint is the movie Casablanca. Um, uh, 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 Tyler. Okay, okay, Tyler. Go ahead. Something Bogart. Uh, uh, That's, <gasps> you, you got it. I'll give you that. <laughs> I get a point for his first name, Kelsey. <laughs> oh, and, and Humphrey Kel- Bogart. Humphrey Bogart. No, I was gonna get a point for that. <laughs> okay, I'll, and I'll give Kelsey. I'll give Kelsey one point because she got the name. So yeah, Tyler, I'll give you two. First category. And Ooh. then Kelsey, you have one more. So all right. Okay, so let's do the tally real quick, just so we can know. Okay, so Kelsey, you're, you're at seven points. Wow. Right. Uh, excuse me. Gunner, you're at six. And Tyler, you are at 10 points. Yes, I got to hang on. I got Tyler. one more episode to hang in. Gunner. Now I'm the underdog. Now I'm the underdog. This is my game to win, y'all. This is my game to win. <laughs> Why do I feel like this is Big Brother and we're playing for HOH or something? I love it. This is, uh, this is so much fun. All right. So I guess I'll go into my last uh topic which is the end of this uh of this episode so 
Henry ends up hiring this kid to be like an editor. He's to base, I guess he's trying to put his print on this project in some type of way. Because right now he's a producer on paper, but he really has not contributed anything to this project. So he's trying to find a way to really begin to leave his own legacy in the world of, as a producer. So he hires this kid. The kid is basically making sense of the film, explaining it to Henry because he's still, is his name Henry? Henry? Yes. Because yeah. he still doesn't understand certain aspects of it. Um, they end up getting caught. Uh, 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 Raymond comes in and he explains to Henry explains to him what he's doing and all of that and then he's like oh well you know what adding that extra scene would actually kind of make sense and they almost seem like they're gonna do it and then here comes the attorney uh, Ace is now dead and I guess by his own authority he is burning all of the um, all of the I guess these I'm gonna assume they're the masters of mm -hmm. the film and so for all we know Meg has now been burned and it has been destroyed. Thoughts? Where do you what are you thinking? Because we're gonna get go ahead and get into predictions in a little bit. Where do we go from here? Rob, I'll let you go first. Okay. Well, here's a couple of things. Um, yeah, I thought that was so effed up whenever they uh, burned the the footage. That was that was yeah, that would make me fight somebody, no problem. Um, but here's the thing. I figured there was some kind of twist coming like that. Um, but I also think there's another twist because remember the editor that was working with the director is an old school editor. And right. guess what? Yeah. He probably yeah, made a copy of the room. Yeah. He had to because you can't have these idiots uh, working on, you know, film right. the main, without, yeah. without a backup because anybody can screw that up back in those mm -hmm. days. And yeah. plus you have a bunch of people protesting the film. You never know what could happen. So I'm pretty sure there's an extra, there's an extra, there's some extra reels of that film. And that's a, oh, that's a good point. I didn't think of when I uh, first started in um, journalism school, we, they made us learn linear editing first, which is mm -hmm. like, you know, tape to tape. It is, I still to this day, don't know how to do it. Thank God I made it through the class. But it is the most <laughs> challenging thing in the world. But the one thing is you always had to have a backup because there's yeah. no way that you're going to edit on your original tape. Like, just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So that's a very good point that I didn't even think about. Kelsey, what do you think about that last scene where they're like burning footage? I agree. I'm just like, this nasty guy can't win. You know, it's like, first of all, how do you think you have the authority to do that? I'm very confused about that. And I'm curious if in that meeting, because remember Ace had that meeting with all his boys and then yeah. went home and then chatted with Avis. So he had done what he did at work uh, already. So I'm worried that he has switched up something to where she's not going to be in charge, something like that. So we don't know. We don't know why this loser thinks he has the authority to bring the police in and come burn the crap mm -hmm. but you know and you hope that he is going to go down and that the og editor yes has made a copy but ugh, like my insides just felt twisted i was like god this guy sucks like ugh, oh. awful. yeah gunner i can only imagine how emotional uh, you were when this was burning <laughs> <laughs> I've cried too much in this series, y'all. This is oh. too many tears for a heartwarming and like optimistic look of a series. So Netflix, Ryan Murphy, you both really got me with this show because I was just, 
my I just felt like my whole sanity sh- just shattered because that was mm-hmm. so heartbreaking. I think about like you must know this with journalism and just when you lose an edit of like a package or a project, you're just like, oh, oh my gosh, I lost the file. It's, it's the end awful. of the world. It's yeah. the end of the world. Oh, yeah. and then now yeah. back then when it literally can never be recovered. <laughs> exactly. I haven't thought about the old school mm-hmm. editor. I I have no hope. I, my well, I'll say for the British, I have a really crazy one. But the show is so like optimistic and kind of crazy, just like how they pull stuff off. I kind of think my thing is kind of logical almost. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I definitely agree. I cannot wait to watch episode seven. I oh. think I'm going to take a break for today. Uh, just because it's been like an all day thing. I think I just need to come back to 2020 for a minute. And just I'm, I'm going oh, to right. have just a nice little breather, eat something and just chill. And then tomorrow I'll jump into uh, episode seven. So I want to get your final predictions moving forward. What do you, th- how do you think we're going to close now, this show out? You're Kelsey, we TV. Well, uh, we have another chat, you guys, first, and a question yeah. right. for predictions. Um, let's see. Question is, how do you think the show impacts the audience? on a personal or she said in a personal level so on yeah on a personal level level how do we think the show impacts the audience who's this Who from to go first i'll take it let's see anish mm, i'm so sorry i cannot be a teacher anish. i would be the worst yeah <laughs> anish, okay so anish thank you so much for, the, for being a part of the chat i think this gives so many people especially minorities women of color lgbtq mm-hmm. this is a show to show you back in the day you all deserved a chance but today you do have that chance and you have the right and opportunities to go for it so go for it and go for your dreams and keep pushing oh i agree i agree with and add a little bit to that the difference between then and now is that now we have complete capability and complete control to create anything that we want and so Absolutely. when the studios or when the suits as they like to call them mm-hmm. they know and and you always get a no that doesn't mean no to the dream or no to the project. It just means no to that partnership. So now we can go and do it independently. We can do it however we want. And I think that there, the, the barriers, there's still some, but it's just not like it was. And if you are curious about Hollywood, don't know how really Hollywood works, I think this show really gives you just a great glimpse. If you really sit back and look at it and absorb it, uh, I think it gives you a great glimpse into what, this whole industry is like. Did you have anybody have anything yeah, to I, add? To this? I agree with that as well. And also, I like the way um, all the characters, primarily most of the characters, have these humble beginnings. They come from nothing. Uh, and I'm loving the fact that a lot of them are ex military. I'm ex military. So it's cool to Aww. see, you know, oh, these kind cool. of things happening. And the one thing that I see that I like uh, as far as like the characters and what they all have in common. All of them are good people trying to hold on to the good that they have from the city. The city is trying to pull the bad out of them, but the good, they're trying to keep it and they're trying to stay optimistic. And it also it also tells the people at home, you know, if you have a dream, keep put your foot on the pavement and actually go for it and see what happens. You never know. You never know. One day you could be turning tricks the next day shooting flicks. So and it's that, and it's, yeah, that yeah. quick. It's that quick. And it's, it's that, that quick. prevalent. It I, is. I am 
there's so many things I want to say, but I'm going to save it for uh, episode seven. Give y'all a little personal glimpse in episode seven. Um, but Kelsey, what did you have to add? Did you have anything no, to add? No, I, ag- I agree with everything. And I think the only thing I was going to say for me that, and I think for all of us, we can say this, the personal level of it being in Hollywood. And, you know, like everyone's gone through this in their lives, but especially here and us being here and I don't know how many of you guys are from here, but like I'm not, and I've definitely run into obstacles similar to mm-hmm. some of these people. And it's just like, wow, yep, it, that's real. Yeah. And you can't say, you can't take no, and you can't get shut down by that. And you just got to keep going and pushing on. And there are really crappy people everywhere, but there's also some really yeah. great people. So Absolutely. I think this is an awesome show for everyone. And thank you All for right, your well, Thank you so much for that question. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Yeah, Let's go ahead and give it. the people our predictions for what to expect in episode seven. And Kelsey, we'll start with you. Okay. I think that Avis, once she finds out that the film was burned, is going to raise hell. I think she is going to have some sort of say, some big hearsay. And I think that I agree with Rob that there's going to be another copy of the film, but I don't think it's going to come out that fast that there is another copy. I think they're, they're going to freak out um, for a little bit. And then we're going to find out there's another copy. Oh gosh, this is the final. This is the finale. You guys, there has to be a lot. I'm hoping we get to meet Dick's um, love interest. I also want to predict because I hope this happens that Ellen and Ernie fall in love. (laughs) Mm, but you okay. know we will see I, that would just be cute we will see gunner what about you man uh i don't i to me that seems too optimistic i think <laughs> they're somehow gonna like recreate the movie in a day type thing that's my crazy prediction mm. i think it's gonna be a they have an extra copy and they're gonna go with we can do it ourselves we're gonna make it right now in 24 hours because they're gonna find the whole cast and crew who is on their side in their corner and wants to make this happen i need kincaid and ernie to get together i will be so disappointed it just wouldn't be right those two just just they didn't deserve that chance they've they've earned it yeah i agree and i also to add on to yours i also think that like they will if they don't have a copy somewhere stored away which i hope they do now that ace is dead they there isn't anyone standing in the way of a budget now because now everybody's on oh. board for this film. So if they do need to go back ah. to either reshoot or do pickup scenes, oh now we can actually seventy five thousand is now out the window. Like we can actually put mm-hmm. more money behind this and make it even better than it was before. That's just a possibility. That's an optimistic possibility. But that's <laughs> all I got. What you got, Rob? Yeah, I think Avis is going to raise hell. Uh, when she find out what happens, I think all everybody involved with this film is going to raise hell. Yeah, and we're going to see um, we're going to see all this animosity between the people who don't want the movie made, plus the with the people who want the movie made. And I think it's, we're going to see it come to a tipping point, and and see some cool stuff happen. Um, and also, I'm I'm thinking about this. this. This has been in the back of my mind because I wonder if you're about to say what I was just thinking. Uh oh, I probably am, but. Just think about it. Uh, Ace was being an a-hole all this time. And all of a sudden he had an epiphany and decided to go forward, you know, with the film. A few scenes prior, he was talking with his lawyer about burning the film. So if the lawyer is acting on his behalf in in, in the midst of his death, 
could that have been one of his last wishes? Like, hey, if something happens to me, Maybe. burn the film. So, I, I, so I'm I'm confused. That's but what I know. I, I'm wondering what's going to happen with that. Um, and I think I think there's another copy of the film, like I said earlier, mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's going to come out, and it's going to be great. So th that wasn't what I was going to say. So I'm going to. Oh, okay. What were you going to say? This is just a quick little maybe. What do you think about the possibility? that the, the film that they're making Hollywood where someone commits suicide because they got cut, what if this whole thing where the film got burned and this big moment that one of these actors or actresses was supposed to have doesn't happen, what if they actually do commit suicide as a result? Oh. We're saying this, I said this new episode. I, that is, wow. oh, that's so true. We were talking about that, I think episode two or three with the um, title sequence of them climbing up the sign. I, I think you might be on something, Tyler. I think this could be someone's end. Next episode like, the finale. It or, can actually be about the what? Yeah, go ahead. Oh my gosh. Or it is gonna be completely burned and they're gonna have to, they're gonna use the real Hollywood sign <gasps> to climb up and they're oh. all mm -hmm, and they're gonna shoot it that way. Mm. Okay. That's I love all of that. I love all of that. Maybe we have one more episode. We have one more episode to find out. So make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. Yes. Uh, I don't have the time, but if you follow us on Instagram, 3, 3 p.m. So at 3 p.m. Yeah. tomorrow, Pacific yeah. time, 3 p.m., we will cover episode seven, the final episode of this amazing mini series on Netflix, uh, which is, of course, called Hollywood. Um, why don't you guys tell the people where they can find you on social media? And this time, we will start with my boy Rob. Yes, you can find me on Insta at Rob Stilo. That's S T E L O. And once again, if you have any predictions or tea, please invade the DMs. Yes, come on, come on through, Kelsey. I am on everything at Kelsmeyer2 and keep the comments coming in the chat. We love to hear from you guys. I'm constantly checking. You see me looking down, that's why. So I love it. Appreciate you guys. And Rob, I want to know if anyone has asked you any good questions in your DMs yet. <laughs> Nothing yet. <laughs> come on, you but guys. I, I have a We're feeling waiting. Come on, y'all. This is a scandalous show. We need some scandalous questions in the DMs. And Gunner, what about you, man? You can follow me on everything at the Gunner Thomas. Thank you so much, Anish and Jeff, for commenting and getting involved and getting us up here and letting us still do our thing. Yeah, absolutely. And and once again, you guys, please make sure that you follow AfterBuzz at AfterBuzz TV. If you are listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe so that you can stay up to date on all things uh, Hollywood and AfterBuzz TV. And also, you can find me on all social media at the Tyler Tyson. We will see y'all tomorrow at 3 p.m. for our final episode. Until then, peace. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.